Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. We have uh, been talking a lot about the immigration problem and uh, no end in sight. December, record number of illegal immigrants uh, contacted at our southern border, over 300,000 in December alone. Still got no movement on shoring our borders up, but it's not only the United States of America. We're not the only ones that are having this problem, and this is a global phenomena. Joining us right now is Dr. Shea Bradley Farrell, and uh, Dr. Shea, welcome to the program. How are you? Hey, Charlie. Thanks so much for having me on. Yes, ma'am. And this is this is a global phenomenon, illegal immigration, isn't it? It is. And you know what? Just like the Biden administration is opening our borders here to let illegals flow in, the EU wants all of Europe to do that. And Hungary, uh, that's the one that I wrote about in my book that yeah. I know you wanted me to talk about a little bit about. Hungary has said no to it. So that's why the EU can't stand them and the Biden administration can't stand them. It's one of the reasons. You're right. The book is called Last Warning to the West, Hungary's Triumph Over Communism and the Woke Agenda. I know Tucker Carlson went over to Hungary and, and he was interviewing their president about their immigration. And boy, he was lambasted by the people in the press. Yeah, Prime Minister Orban, I, I have actually had the privilege of sitting down to talk to him myself for a couple hours. Um, but he says no to the wokest in the EU. Uh, immigration, you know, they tried, Charlie, actually during the Arab uprising. The mm-hmm. EU was just uh, inviting millions of immigrants in. Germany has said uh, our borders are open, just like Biden has said right. that in the United States. And Orban tried. He tried to take care of the hundreds of thousands of illegals coming through his country. And finally, in 2015, they had to declare a state of emergency. And they did something very simple, which is what uh, Trump tried to do here in the United States of America. And he did to a certain point. Mm -hmm. And he succeeded. I mean, you know, Trump put up a wall, but Orban put up fences. And uh, they also put policy in place that said, hey, if you want to come into our country, you stay below our border until we have uh, filed your, you know, process. And it works. Basically, their version of remain in Mexico. That's exactly what it is, Charlie. That's exactly what it is. I do talk about it in the book and explain um, there are other reasons that the EU and the Biden administration administration can't stand them. They have to do with standing against transgender ideology for their children. Um, Also, the Ukraine war. But uh, I'll pause there for a sec. So, I mean, when we hear people like Angela Merkel say the future of Germany is Islam. I mean, (laughs) 
Is that the future of Germany? It, it is, I think, for Germany. Germany has had a rise in terrorism. Yeah. Uh, you know that, I'm sure, as have other countries that have invited this mass influx of immigration since the Arab uprising. But Poland and Hungary, who said no to it finally, yeah. have not had one single incident of terrorism. Um, and Hungary is a Christian nation. They, uh, they do allow legal and fair immigration into their country. I saw it when I, I've spent a lot of time there, just like we do in the United States of America, or used to do. But um, they, they hold fast to their principles. They say, we want our country the way it is. It's a small country, 10 million people, and we want to protect our people. Go figure. Yeah, exactly. I mean, is, that, should be, uh, that should be enshrined in our policies here in the United States. You know, but they always go back and they say, oh, well, what about Ellis Island? What about bring me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to be free? But we're talking about two different types of immigration there, right? We're yeah. talking about legal versus illegal. That's exactly right. You hit the nail on the head. And you know what the problem is, is that we have policies that we think that presidents are going to follow on closing our borders and securing our borders. And that's one reason why my uh, organization, Counterpoint Institute, we help push H.R. 2 through the House, the Senate. You know, they need to get on board and pass this because it is the most comprehensive border security legislation we've had. But that would help put uh, security security into place so that future presidents could not do this absolutely destructive national security uh, tragedy that he has done to the United States of America. So H.R. 2 would also provide funding for about 22,000 Border Patrol agents. But Mayorkas doesn't want that if those agents' jobs are have anything to do with the deporting of illegal aliens. He made that statement on the news the other day. He would welcome yeah. the money. But he just, he just wants yeah. to use them to, uh, to process illegal aliens coming into this country even, exactly even faster. Right. I have spent weeks down at the border, Charlie, since Biden has been in there. And I've talked to Border Patrol down there. And two years ago, when I first went down during Biden's administration, the Border Patrol was discouraged. A year yeah. later, a senior official is telling me that in the Border Patrol, we have higher levels than ever before, this was in, in, in Texas, actually, of domestic violence, suicide, mm-hmm. alcoholism, because our agents are so discouraged about what's going on. Eighty percent of them are not uh, out there defending the border. They're actually processing babysitting, as some of them yeah. told me, babysitting and, uh, you know, making sandwiches for illegal immigrants. That was their words. So we know it's a problem at the border. What about for the interior of the United States? You just mentioned that Hungary and Poland, because they are tight on immigration, um, they don't have uh, terror ag- terrorist activities. Right. Are, are we going to be seeing that in the future? Here in the United States, you think there are cells in the United States just waiting to spring into action? Oh, I, I actually know that there are. That's to talk for another time. There are many cells uh, throughout the United States right now. We even have, you know, another terrorist organization, Hezbollah, mm-hmm. working directly across our border in Juarez, Mexico. That's been uncovered. Um, so it's a very serious situation. I don't want to speak, you know, about yeah. forward, but yes, we're in a very, very precarious position. And I always say that whatever state you're in, you're in a border state yeah. because 
you know, I, I've been in the places, too, where the fentanyl is flowing across at record numbers. And this is no secret anymore, but it's one of the things my organization, we went down there and found out first, record numbers of fentanyl and record numbers of Americans, young people dying from fentanyl-related overdoses. Why don't we stop this? We're destroying our country. And Biden has... Uh, you know, he's responsible for it. I believe that that is grounds for impeachment for him alone. New York Congresswoman Clark, I think she said the quiet part out loud. She said she wants them so that uh, they will help in redistricting her state. <laughs> yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, pretty amazing. Um, <laughs> well, in the meantime, she has allowed her country to let in. You know, the numbers are so much bigger than the last time I looked. But at, uh, about a year and a half ago, I looked, the number, the percentage of murderers that were coming into our country that had done crimes and then been released had more than doubled. Yeah. <laughs> Rapists, this kind of thing. Now, I know there are good people just trying to come in and, and they want a better life, but there's a legal way to do it. That's the whole point. And it's ridiculous. I mean, it, it you know what I say, Charlie, it's, it's, it's clear to a simpleton. If you yeah. if you don't have half a brain, it's clear that when you go into your own home at night, you lock the door. And if you don't lock the door, you know, you don't keep it open and allow anybody just wandering outside to come in. Does that not make sense to people? It doesn't mean you're not humanitarian. And I'll tell you one more thing. This humane, orderly, and safe narrative that Biden is pushing is a bunch of baloney because my organization is, is another uh, organization of, of uh, a few that uncovered the fact that record numbers of illegal immigrants were dying coming across our yeah. border. And he wasn't reporting it for a long time, but we found it down there locally. He wouldn't report it. And if you spend any time on the border, you know why. You know it's because they have to collaborate with the cartel. Exactly. They don't care. I they was, don't care. I was in Yuma, and, and they said, the Border Patrol told us that nobody makes it to the border without the cartel allowing it. That's exactly right. And, you know, at one time I was talking to a Border Patrol guy, and I said, well, well, well what if they try to freelance? And he said, they call them grasshoppers these freelancers, and they will flat out kill them. Yeah. He told me a story about some people just carrying drugs, trying to do it without the cartels. <laughs> well, the Border Patrol found them dead in the hills with a note taped to their chest that said grasshoppers in Spanish. It was a warning to anybody who tried to freelance across. And I heard so many terrible stories like that. And yeah, it's, it's horrible. It's, it is not humane. Guys, check out the book, Last Warning to the West, Hungary's Triumph Over Communism and the Woke Ag Agenda, Dr. Shea Bradley-Farrell. Thank you so much for being on the program. I hope we talk again very soon. I'd love that, Charlie. And check out the endorsements on my book. They're high-level stellar. That sounds great to me. I appreciate it, Doc. We will talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care. When we get back, if you are a recent graduate, there's chances that employers— don't want you. We'll tell you about that coming up next. This is the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Want to give a big wave to all the guys that are um, streaming this afternoon over on YouTube. And I guess we're on you. I, I didn't put us up on YouTube today. Over on Rumble, Facebook, and um, Twitter. <laughs> Whatever it is these days. All right, let's go to Rusty in Clemson and talk to him. Uh, Rusty, welcome to the program. How you doing, buddy? Hey, Charlie. Good to talk to you. Yes, sir. I, I wanted to talk about... I want to talk about the uh, all the Andrew Epstein stuff, and I can't wait till they nail Bill Clinton with it. But I heard um, there's something going around that there might be tapes of President Trump with underage girls. So I think we need to be ready just in case. I'm thinking if a tape comes out, can we say that it's not really Trump, but it's just an Antifa member dressed as Trump. Oh, that's that's hilarious. You you know what you ought to do? You ought to quit being Mr. Call-In guy, and you ought to just go on the road. You're just going to take this thing to like a, a vaudeville type of uh, show there. Oh, my goodness. Uh, there you go. So you've... <laughs> all right. That's fine. Let's go to Richard in Dallas and talk to him. Oh, yeah, Richard, welcome to the program. How you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing good, Charlie. Thanks yes, for having me on. Hey, a pleasure. What's going on? Hey, I listened to you a little earlier. You know, you talking about, well, Joe, not you, said the Republicans didn't have no respect for him. Well, yeah. he ought to he ought to know respect is earned. It's yeah. not granted. Absolutely. You know, and if he don't know that, well, it's, it's just because he's an old fool, man. He don't have no business being our president. No, no, <laughs> he absolutely doesn't. He's got he's got no business being behind the resolute desk or even that reasonable facsimile facsimile they have. But I mean, anywhere near it. No, I mean, no. And the reason I think the reason for some of his appointees to some of the offices that he's done, that's just to ease his own conscience for the way he was when he was a younger man about the comments he made toward black folks, man. Yeah, I, well, Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris nailed his racism. On that debate stage, yeah, you know, did. what was it, four years ago, yep. man, she laid out the facts about who and what that man is. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, all was forgiven, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Wasn't it? Now she's vice president. Now she's vice president. You're exactly yeah, right. listen, the illegal immigrants, how many is here? 15, 20 million? Yeah, more. What that's, what that's going to do, and I'm sure the insurance people's already adjusted the premiums, we're going to see mega, mega incidents oh. of 
automobile accidents, hit and runs. These people going to end up behind a vehicle where they, yeah. uh, you know, where they know the laws or not. They're going to be driving. They're going to be creating accidents, and they're going to just go on about their business like it never happened. Hit ex- and run. No, you're exactly right, Richard. I appreciate you calling in, buddy. Right in fact, thing. yeah. Okay, right go thing. ahead. Go ahead. I want you to explain to me if you can. Yeah. The difference between white privilege and black entertainment. Talk to me, Charlie. I, tell you. <laughs> All right, buddy. I appreciate it, Richard. Thank you very much. Let's go to Jeff and Easley. Jeff, welcome to the program. How, what's on your mind today? Uh, just that illegal stuff. I live right here uh, about a mile from the Greenville Pickett Speedway. Yeah. Right behind the hot spot, there's a guy, I'm not sure, Anders, he owns a big construction company. But this has been going on for a few years. He started building these soccer fields. Well, on any given Sunday, there's thousands of illegal Mexicans over there, and nobody says nothing about it. And what gets me about it, this is a local guy that's entertaining these guys coming over there doing that crap. Well, first of all, we don't know that they're all illegals, but let's just say that some are. Do you know law enforcement, there's nothing they can do about it? Exactly. Nothing they can do about it. I mean, we we had a bunch of them offloaded from a bus over on White Horse Road the other day. Law enforcement knew about it, and, and they said their hands were tied. Well, I've got pictures from uh, two weeks before Christmas because I worked right off of Rutherford Road. Yeah. There's a, I can't, but it's like GTs, but there was two big buses pulled in there, and I got pictures of them. Uh, it looked like to me illegals getting off of them. Two big of those, uh, like Greyhound buses. Yeah. Two two bus loads of them. I got pictures of them because I was leaving work. Yeah, again, we just, so, we, uh, I know, but law enforcement, that's that's exactly what they said. There's nothing we can do about it because this is an immigration problem, and uh, that's a big debate going on right now about whether or not states have the right to handle their own immigration. Yep. Right? I just want to touch on that. This this guy, you know, I thought he was okay, but he's over here entertaining all these. And you're not telling me these uh, 90% of them, they're not legal. Well, I don't know. But I'm just saying, even even if 90% of them were illegal, again, there's nothing that – here's what we need to do. We really need to crack down. You know, they're talking about background checks for, you know, uh, law-abiding citizens to purchase a gun. We need to get E-Verify, and it needs to be enforced 100%. Exactly. Exactly. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate you, buddy. Thank you, as uh, always. Thank you. Ah, so anyway, and what does Mallorca say? Oh, this isn't this isn't unique to the United States. (laughs) I don't I I hate to tell you, Alexandra Mallorcas, I don't care what happens in other countries. But we really care what happens here. When we get back, Nikki Haley has made a couple of comments that she's had to backtrack. We'll tell you about that next. Right here on the on News Talk 989 W already the voice of the Carolinas. Hold on, I'm doing some math here. (laughs) And you know how that is for me, right? Uh, Let's see. I am going to make a prediction here that by March 
5th, by March 5th, Donald Trump is going to have 2,399 delegates. That's, that's my prediction. By March 5th, which is Super Tuesday, Donald Trump is going to have 2,399 delegates. Again, that's by Super Tuesday. Now, Nikki Haley is going to be having a rally tonight in Iowa. That's going to be an interesting little thing. That's going to be kind of interesting because Nikki Haley said in New Hampshire, she said, Iowa gets it wrong, New Hampshire corrects it, and then we move on. Basically saying that the people in Iowa always get it wrong. Okay, so that's that wasn't a, that wasn't a very good thing to do just about, you know, less than two weeks ahead of the Iowa caucus, which, by the way, is coming up one week from today, one week from today. Right now, Iowa Republican caucus, Donald Trump is leading that by 32 points, 32 points. So not right now we're looking at uh, he's got 51.3 uh, percent. DeSantis coming in at 18.6 in the Iowa caucus. OK, New Hampshire. Donald Trump is leading that by 47 points, almost 48. Then we've got the South Carolina primary where Donald Trump is leading that. Uh, he, he's got 52 points and he is beating Nikki Haley 52 to 41. I'm sorry, 52 to 21. That's 29 points here in our own front yard of South Carolina. So she's going to have this thing in Iowa tonight. Well, she's got some, because remember when she said, remember when she said that Hillary Clinton was her inspiration? You remember that? We all remember that. We all remember that. But Nikki Haley tends to think, oh, by the way, we had somebody call the boss up. I... I am a listener, and I think you talk too bad about Nikki Haley. Well, ma'am, get ready, because your head's about to explode, okay? Your head's about to blow up. Y'all are too hard on Nikki. So here's Nikki Haley at a an event in, in Iowa. Here we go. Are you ready? Get ready. I never once said Hillary Clinton was an inspiration. I never once said Hillary Clinton was an inspiration. Let's hear it again. I never once said Hillary Clinton was an inspiration. You know, I often say that the reason I got into politics was because of Hillary Clinton. I didn't know her, although I had met her several years before at a women's professional event in Greenville, South Carolina. At that event, she had inspired me to run for office and make my voice heard. And in some ways, she remained inspiring. She is actually the reason that I made the jump. Because you write about her being a big inspiration for you. I went with my friend Eleanor Kitzman to a firm and leadership program where Hillary Clinton was speaking. And I walked out of there and I said, I'm running for office. I never. <laughs> I never. I never said Hillary Clinton was an inspiration. But in your book that you narrated Nikki Haley, that was not somebody else's voice. That was not artificial intelligence. You said that Hillary Clinton was your inspiration. Why? Gosh, why don't you just own it? Just say, yeah, yeah, she inspired me to get into politics because I hated that old hag. That's what I would do. I hated that old hag, and I said, I'm going to get out there and I'm going to beat her. But no, she didn't. 
remains an inspiration. So she's got this town hall coming up tonight in Iowa, and we will see how that goes. Do you know what Nikki Haley's campaign is like? Nikki Nikki Haley's campaign is like an Alaskan Airlines Dreamliner, which is ironic because it's made by Boeing. Nikki Haley is on the board at Boeing. Nikki Haley just blew the doors out of her campaign. Did you see that? Will, did you see that? The uh, Alaskan Airlines, they're just cruising along, and all of a sudden, one of the doors blows off. I just missed that, but what? Ah, what? And there are people. (laughs) There's video from inside the plane, and they're cruising along. You know, the big, the emergency door, this thing blows out. They found one of the... Uh, the bolts to it somewhere. I can't remember where it was. But, it, I mean, could you imagine being in a plane and the whole and the door blows off? That would be, I mean, so I'm going to go ahead and admit something about myself. I used to be terrified of flying. Yeah? The, the first time I flew, I absolutely had to. My friend was stationed in Fort Schofield in Hawaii. Um, and so I was like, well, yeah, I wanted to go out and visit her. Uh, so she was like, well, you got to fly. Uh, and so... That was, I think that yeah. was, what, seven, eight years ago? And yeah. that was the first time I had flown since being a, a young, young Oof. child. <laughs> so that would have terrified me. I would have probably passed out. <laughs> but I'm watching the video of this this thing, and everybody in there just seems so calm. Uh, not me. <laughs> that would not be me. No. <laughs> I would not be the calm guy. Look, I know that it's, you know, you should just never panic. That's never the solution. Why not? But why Why not? <laughs> why is panicking not the solution? Actually, you know, I like that you raise that question. I think panicking is a good solution oh, at times. I, well, isn't it just the common knowledge is, oh, don't panic. But, you know, you're right. Because sometimes, sometimes <laughs> you got to raise the alarm, right? <laughs> I am going to panic. And I'm going to make everyone else panic. Right. That is what I'm going to do. Now, I just, I couldn't imagine you sitting there and the door blows out of the plane. Now, remember, there was also another Alaskan Airlines plane. This has been years ago, years and years ago. The whole roof flew off the top of the plane. Like, what the, if- like the first third, right behind the cockpit, the first third of the roof just blew off of this plane. Who's building these planes? Mm-hmm. This one, this one was <laughs> Boeing. So the roof flies off of this plane, and they land it. And I'll never forget seeing this because I was like, wow. They had, not only did they have emergency crews there, you know, taking care, because some people got hurt by flying debris, and I actually think a stewardess got sucked out of that plane. But just as fast as those emergency vehicles were there, a paint truck was there. And they were painting over the Alaska Airlines logo on, on the tail wing. No. Oh, I, I, I'm telling you, I remember it as clear as day. No. They had they had this big giant roller, and they were they were they were because remember Alaska Airlines used to have an Eskimo as their their logo, and it was on on the tail wing assembly there. And this guy was out there, and he was covering that up with black paint just as fast as he possibly could. You know, being a local and knowing the snow hut down the the road on Wade Hampton, yeah. you know, I would never trust an airline that has the same mascot as my <laughs> local snow hut. <laughs> there you go. All right, when we get back, not only are they going after people that were in uh, the Capitol, no longer are they just going after people who were on the Capitol steps. Now they want anybody— that was near the Capitol. 
We'll have that for you coming up. It's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WRD, the voice of the Carolinas. So I got a little surprise coming up for you. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. But I um, I used to do kind of as a hobby, just a little hobby, um, cartoons. And I am going to, because I just ordered me a digital drawing pad, I'm going to be doing some political cartoons. How about that? And I'm going to be publishing them over on uh over on Facebook and on Twitter and all of that stuff, so you can check it out. Just would love for you to guys give me a little critique there. Be kind if you don't mind. Now, understand, I'm not a professional cartoonist. I'm not even I'm not even a trained cartoonist. But my dad was a really good drawer. It was a it was a pretty good artist, and I learned a lot of stuff from him. Uh, and so I started drawing uh, cartoons at a pretty young age. I had a good friend of mine, Doug Johnson. Uh, who I've lost contact with. I hate that I've lost contact with. I can't even find him on on social media or anything. Um, lost contact with him after graduation. He was a really good drawer. So we would have um, kind of competitions, unofficial competitions, to see who could draw the funniest cartoons. But it was uh, it's been something that I've really enjoyed in the past. And I thought, you know, it might be a pretty good thing to start doing again. You know, and, you know, I've, like I said, I've done a lot of them in the past and uh, going to start picking that up again, see how that goes. And um, the reason I said that is because this is going to be the subject of an upcoming cartoon that I'm going to be doing. The Department of Justice has announced that they are going to be going after everyone on Epstein's flight logs and get Epstein's blackmail tapes. No, nah, just kidding. They're not doing that. They're going after people that were at the Capitol. What happened inside of the building? An important note when it comes to our prosecutions about those who remained outside the building. Ah. We have used our prosecutorial discretion to primarily focus on those who entered the building or those who engaged in violent or corrupt conduct on Capitol grounds. But if a person knowingly entered the restricted area without authorization, they had already committed a federal crime. Make no mistake, thousands of people occupied an area that they were not authorized to be present in in the first place. So they're coming after you now. No, forget the illegal aliens pouring across our border. Hell, that's hardly even a misdemeanor these days. If you were just at the White House and those barriers that I have seen on video got removed by the Capitol Police, if you were anywhere near the Capitol, folks, they're coming after you because they want to make an example out of you just like they did everybody else except for Ray Epps that went to the Capitol that day. I mean, Ray Epps got, what, six months? Six months, that's it. That's it. Oh, boy, they are coming after you. This is, you know what this is? This is literally Gestapo tactics that this administration is engaging in. Those people, most, most of those people that are in jail right now for January the 6th had never committed a crime, never committed a single crime. This is their first offense. But because it was this one, they got to go to jail. Meanwhile, you take, you take the, uh, the riots 
over the George Floyd, um, uh, the, the summer of George Floyd and, and what happens. Oh, some of those got compensated. Oh, Kamala Harris uh, talks about the fund that is going to be bailing those people out. You can't have a fund. You cannot. Let me repeat that. You cannot have a fund to help pay the legal fees of the people in, in jail for January the 6th. You can't. You can't. They will not let you. GoFundMe will not let you. Venmo will not let you. None of these places are going to let you. None of it. So, what? You do that. You do that. You riot over George Floyd. Not only do you not go to jail, you get praised by the resident of the United States. After the historic movement for justice in the summer of 2020. The historic movement for justice. That's what it was. That was that's what Joe Biden labeled the summer of violence. Burning buildings, looting, rioting, killing people. That's all fine and good. In fact, it's so fine and good that Kamala Harris and others, many others, said that it should continue. Nancy Pelosi said it should continue. These riots should continue. And they did. And they did. So, uh, I'm telling you, they're not pretty soon. You know, we were talking earlier in the show what this country is going to look like in the future. What they want is absolute control. 100% control. They want to decide who goes to jail and who doesn't. Right? Charlie, make no mistake, the illegal aliens are committing a federal crime every day. Oh, I know that, and you know that. They Remember, it's not what the law is. It's who enforces the law. That's it. But you know what I found funny? I have not heard anybody, because they can't, they don't want to, they do not want to bring up this issue, they don't want to talk about it, because they might get labeled insurrectionist as well. When you stand up, I haven't heard anybody, but Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates, and I believe there's one other that I can't remember who it was, but these were the only people that went to that jail to visit the January 6th prisoners, and they wouldn't let them in. Members of Congress, they don't want to bring this up. They don't want to talk about this. I think uh, Clay Higgins is talking about this, but that's about it. We'll be right back. It's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.